Welcome to Best Year Ever. I'm Rob Cressy. And joining me today is John Patrick Morgan. JP, great to have you on the show. I'm happy to be here, Rob. Thanks for having me. And I wanted to have you on the show because I am doing a series where I bring on mentors, coaches, and people who inspire me. And you are someone that has had probably some of the biggest impact on myself in the last year, but even more mm. specifically, the last eight weeks uh, of my life. So cool. I wanted to talk to you because one, uh, I wanted to thank you because I'm so appreciative for uh, the time that you've shared with me, as well as the knowledge that you've shared, because it's really the gift that keeps on giving in so many areas of my life of which we'll be jamming about. Mm, thank you for saying that, man. I'm just receiving that. Thank you very much. And you're so welcome, of course. So let's start with this. Can you give a quick overview on who you are and what you do? Yeah, I am consciousness constantly creating itself and my state of being, which is like the, the, my attitude, my feeling like where I'm coming from, the way I see the world, the way I see myself, that's primary for me. I would create everything through that. And so I'm, I'm fascinated with like treating like a, the way an athlete treats their body. I like to treat my mind and the way I think about myself in the world, because that's the way that I meet the world that determines whether I have an argument with my wife or things go really well. That determines whether or not somebody wants to work with me or not. So everything's created through that. And so I immerse, I have immersed myself in that study for years, decades now. Uh, and, and I help people to do that too. I teach them and I train them in how to do that. In the maturation of myself, in my brand, in the content that I create is undoubtedly influenced by you and the things mm. that I'm learning. And certainly as my business is evolving as a coach and the things that I'm doing and the things that I'm speaking about. And that's what we're going to dig a little bit deeper on in this. And I went back into my notes to look at the very mm. first conversation that you and I ever had in the very first thing that you said to me. And it's something that I didn't realize it until I created this script here, but it is such a foundational thing for me that will serve me forever as well as the people that I do with. And you said, Rob, I'm not here to sell or pitch you. We are here to create together. And those simple words right there spoke to who I am because I'm a creator. Mm. I have a background in sales. And so often I know the point in which you and I first became in conversation, I had always had uh, the uh, fighting inside of me of art versus sales on, mm. hey, I love to create, but I also need to sell in order to create and how mm. those things were just in battle with each other. And one of the things that I've learned from you, and there's going to be many that I'm going to share and make sure to point out is how it can come from so much of a helping spirit in a creating spirit together. And there was an energy about myself and the way that I thought about sales that was actually limiting the growth of my business and myself because I was putting so much emphasis on it, even if mentally I thought to myself, hey, I'm doing things the right way. Right. Um, the way that you frame things at the beginning has been so important because that's how I frame things now at the beginning. And there's an mm. energy and there's an intention that flows from that. Mm, that's awesome, man. And that's like, I'm, I'm so glad that that landed for you and that, that you've remembered that and looking back at that, you can see how relevant that was. That's essentially been what I've been, as I say in the UK, banging on about for over 10 years now. And like, 
I think it emerged just through my own journeys within as an entrepreneur and, and traveling the world for years. But I actually did a TEDx talk like 10 or 11 years ago about exactly that, just that, like the essence at the end of the day, there's like, you articulated, you said mentally, I might be like coming from a place of just wanting to help, but like, there's like an embodied way of being that's actually just different from what you think you're doing. And like that difference, that difference makes all the difference. And what I'm fascinated with is helping people to discover who they're being that's maybe different than what, who they think they're being. And then to get that stuff in alignment, like who they think they're being is usually a good idea. But if you can actually be that, then it's like so much easier, so much more fun and so much more impactful. And speaking of impactful, the work that we do together is the deepest work I have ever done in my entire awesome. life anywhere in the best way possible. And certainly this comes out in the content that I create because so much of, as I looked at entrepreneurship and working mm. in sports and being a creator and how do you do that and who do you need to be and how do you make these things happen? It all came down to mindset for me. It's the way that you think about these things. And I've always been someone that when I learn something, I want to share it with others because mm -hmm. I know just sharing it isn't the entire spectrum because you still have to implement it and live it and right. be it. And it's something that is so important. It's something that I think not as many people put um, emphasis or value in, mm. but I know as a coach, it is my duty to let other people know that some of these things, which, oh, by the way, are completely free. We create them ourselves and we have the choice one way or another for how we're going to live in the world. And the simplest way that I can put this is when people say, Rob, you're always so positive. How do you do that? For me, yeah. it was the easiest thing in the world. Hey, was negativity going to serve me and get me to where I want to go in life? No, mm. cool. It's no longer part of what I do. That mm. was a simple mindset shift. And in the working with you, we do that in as many different ways as possible <laughs> to really unearth the, what is the thing that is not serving me? And it's deep, it's challenging, but uh, one of my favorite books is The Obstacle is the Way. And mm -hmm. you really take the thing that is limiting you and you turn that into the way that you get to where you want to go. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things in the whole world to do. Yeah. So here's another thing to, to yes and the um, not seller pitch that has mm -hmm. been a gigantic game changer that you had taught me is for the longest time as a creator, I would give and I would give and I wouldn't really have a strong call to action other than, hey, hit me up at Rob Cressy on social media because I didn't want to sell. So back to that guy who was mm -hmm. not embodying, you know what? I'm not the sales guy there. But then you taught me something that once again is going to forever change everything. And it is that me essentially having a strong call to action that let other people know, hey, if you want to build your brand or generate mm. growth or impact or thought leadership, mm. hit me up at Rob Cressy on all social platforms or Rob at baconsports.com. And here's why, because it is a gift to the other people to be able to be in service to them because mm -hmm. we know what is possible for them. Because if we come from this helping heart, this creating heart, this possibility, then why would I ever hold that back from another person? And mm -hmm. it was like this paradigm shift happened to me <laughs> where I was like, I created this way of seeing that completely was a disservice to everybody. Mm. And now I'm seeing it as a gift. And 
that might be there's gonna be a lot of thank yous that is yeah. a thank you you're welcome man i love how uh just to acknowledge you're so welcome and to acknowledge how you take an idea and run with it it's such a pleasure to create with somebody that takes an idea and doesn't just you know some i was just thinking about this earlier people there's a lot of people that get into personal development myself at, at certain points as well and it's like you just get high on the insights Right. But like what I love about working with you is like you take something and you grab it and you nail it down into your life and you breathe life into it and you be it. Uh, and that's what gets you so much mileage out of these things. So uh, I love that you're getting the value, but I also love that you're grabbing it and taking it and using it and putting it into action. Be, because there, there's a commitment level that comes um, with anything. It's it's what I've enjoyed about this because I want to soak as much of it up as, per, mm. as possible so let's actually um, go back to the very beginning of how I even got into your world because mm. um, my brand coach, Gil Naveau, who helped me um, build mm -hmm. the next version of Bacon Sports and get brand clarity in everything that I'm doing. And I actually had Gil on my podcast mm -hmm. a couple of times. I was going to ask, great. The mindset of how we got we broke things down. Once again, it's a very process oriented thing. You break it down to build it back up. And mm -hmm. you guys did a webinar together, just like on a couch. Yeah. And I remember I visited Gil in LA and he talked to me about this guy, uh, John, who was just doing these amazing things and on this different mm. level. And I was, I was curious. And then it just so happened like the next week, you guys did this webinar together and I'm just sitting there taking notes and digging it. And you had this, uh, offer to join the thing that you had created um was it i always get it mixed up is it creating, creating class school. or was it creating school creating school the classes in the school so yeah right creating school and, and essentially it was an opportunity to be in conversation and learn from you for an hour and a half via a, a live feed together and the thing that drew me to you was the creative perspective. And it's sort of what, when I went to your website and we went into conversation, you said, hey, I have this perspective around creating and being, and that's what we're going to essentially jam and learn about. And can you give a, a quick little nugget about mm. this? Because it's what attracted me to you. And it's something that makes me feel so good because I love everything that's a part of it. Yeah. So- to me, the creating perspective to use like some language from the other world, I would say it's like a mix between like the law of attraction and we make and, and, and like we it actually takes action to get stuff done in the world. Right. Like it's not like, oh, you just dream about it and then it happens by itself. But it's also like you don't just have to force and push. And so for me, creating is a dance. It's a dance between like uh, our our mindset and our action in the world. So that's that's one kind of take on it. But the creating perspective itself really is this idea. It's a philosophy. It's a, it's one way of seeing, I don't know what the absolute truth is, but it's a way of seeing in which everything that we're experiencing and that actually happens is being created by us. Now, the important thing I'm saying here is that it's a perspective. It's not the absolute truth, because when you say it is the truth and you, it, what happens is it, be, it be, turns into a weapon. It's like, hey, if you're not getting shit done, it's your fault. You create your outcomes. And it's like, whoa, relax. We're, we're choosing it as a perspective. We're not going to get use it to the point where we, we punish ourselves with it. And so the art is holding it lightly. It's one of the reasons I have a samurai sword on my wall. It's because the way a samurai warrior holds his sword is not too height. 
not too hard. Sorry that when he hits with it, he like break his hand, but, and he can't move it in an artful way, but also not too loose that it will get knocked out of his hand. So there's like this balance and creativity happens when there's this balance point. Right. And so in the act of creating your life, you want to hold in balance the possibility that everything you're experiencing and everything that's happening is being created by how you're seeing yourself and how you're seeing the world. And at the same time, stuff just happens and it has nothing to do with you. That's where peace is, right? It doesn't have, it's not your fault, but where power is, is I did that to the point where it's like, I, I make it rain. Why would you say that? Because that's where my power is and I have no power to change the weather when I believe that it's happening. And so I take people to a depth of seeing in this way that gives them an, a level of power that they can't even imagine is possible because they see, they start to realize how everything they're experiencing is being created through their way of seeing themselves in the world. And, and once they get the, the reins on that and they realize they have agency to create that differently, suddenly that's like magic. Your, your, your impact goes up, your joy goes up, your peace goes up. It's all, it all gets better. Would you say that this is the next level of self-awareness? I would say that. Um, I draw a, a parallel to, um, and I saying it like I would say that because like, I know it sounds kind of like pompous to say something like that. And it's a difficult conversation to be in a lot of times with people to talk about that. And I'll draw a parallel to the Harvard psychologist, Robert Keegan and his, and his uh, he has a model of psychological development that's called, um, I forget the actual name of the model, but it's a, it's a model of psychological development that extends beyond where all other models end, which is at adolescence to, to young adulthood. And basically all psychological developmental models, like people develop in their psychology, like from a baby to an adult, they all stopped around the age that people stopped growing in height. And he realized, wait a minute, why are we assuming that people stop to develop psychologically at that age? And so they did a bunch of research and they found that there are two more stages beyond like the you know young adult stage that that people go through, not everybody, but people go through. And so most of us through our teenage years into young adult life, we develop what's called the socialized mind, where who we think we are, the social self as a construct of the ideas about how other people in society see us. And that's super useful because we have to be able to work with society. But then the next stage of evolution is the self-authoring mind. And most people through midlife will reach this stage. Not everybody, probably know some people in their older age that are still social mind, but the self-authoring mind emerges. And that what happens is you become aware of the self. You become aware that this idea about who I am is, a, is just an idea I took on from society. And you become capable of saying, I'm not that, I'm this, my true self, some other static pre-existing entity that was denied because I was being who society told me I should be. And that's a great evolution. There's freedom in that and there's power in that. And 80%, 90% of personal development is that, right? What's your true self? But what I'm actually talking about with people is to look at the authorship itself as just a possibility. And Robert Keegan calls it the self-transforming mind. It's a place that you move to that's, that sees the authorship as just an act, as not the absolute T truth about who you are, but just an authored choice. It's authentic in the sense of authorship but it's not the only way one can be. And so what happens when you move to a level of self-transforming, I mean, you look at the authorship of self as just an act and you can actually create yourself differently depending on the moment, depending on what your values shift to be as you go through life and as circumstances change. Who I was in 2019 is different than who I was in 2020. Why? Because I created myself differently to meet a different world. I used to be somebody who lived as the expression of the present moment and didn't plan. And then 2020 came and I was like, oh, wow, planning could be useful. And now I live as the expression of preparedness. 
right? And so I'm meeting the world and evolving and recreating myself, recreating myself, recreating myself, because not only do I not believe I am a reflection of what society thinks I should be, I don't even believe I'm something else that's specific and static and needs to stay forever. And so in that sense, I do think that this is a next level. And I'm not patting myself on the back like I invented this. I mean, Nietzsche talked about it and thus spoke Zarathustra in his book about this. He calls it the evolution from the, he goes the, from the camel to the lion to the child. I won't go into the depth of it, but it's three similar stages. And so, yes, that's my long answer. Yeah. And I think a lot of it in even the content that I create, I take the things that I learned from you and from Gil and from the other people in the world, the podcasts, the books, and I sort of put it through my filter and my lens and say, Hey guys, here's the things that I'm seeing. Here's how I think it could help you. Here's how I'm living it. Here's how you can experience it. Doesn't mean you have to do it. This is just my way of saying, Hey, think about this because another word that's been so big for me in my journey with you has been the word possibility. And mm. I even find myself saying it more, even with my wife. And I want to make sure to make something clear that the work that we've done together is not just business focused. It's not just personal focused. It's a holistic thing that is like a fundamental basis. It's like a mm. baseline. So now I walk around the world looking at possibilities of what could be. And then back to the helping, not selling. So now I'm coming into a conversation being like, hey, let's talk about possible. Tell me about your vision. What is the thing that you see that I can help you get to where you want to go? And it is such a nicer dance. And that's yeah. another thing that I loved about your framing of the words. Because now I'm using words like play and dance and possibility and create and man, those are so much more flowing and yeah. fun and light as opposed mm. to the harshness or the rigidness or the have to-ness of sales and, and outcome Hustle. and I have to do and to-do list. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't so have I just, to do anything is one of my favorite mantras. I heard my dad say it when I was a young kid and I was like, ooh, I like that. And I've just lived by it. I don't have to do anything. And so what's left? You know, people are afraid that if they didn't have to do something, they'd be lazy and they wouldn't do anything and they wouldn't be loved. But I've just not found that to be true. I've found that when a person's free, they thrive. Just like all life. And I love it because that's another thing that in our, in our working together, I actually worked on was the anxiety that I would feel if I was not doing something because my carrot was out there and I'm on the journey for that carrot. And if I'm not working towards that carrot and I'm just sitting there, whatever, watching Netflix or a game, the mm. judgment that I would create for myself on, well, Rob, you're not doing enough. And there's this, there's, there was this enoughness that was coming through in me. And another thing that you really did a very good job of in helping me discover was the power in language to the mm. point where I actually say and speak on a regular basis that I am a master of language mm. because it is one part intent, one part listening Mm -hmm. Because I think in a lot of language, people aren't listening to others or not listening to what they are saying, but I'm very intentional about the things that I say. It actually comes from the work that we do, because when you're very introspective, you want to choose your words very carefully, because I do not want to put something into existence or to create a possibility that does not exist. And mm -hmm. the simplest way that I can put this was I'm golfing with my friends and we're just having fun. And I make a joke 
of, oh man, I'm not going to make, I'm going to make sure to not hit in these bushes right here. Mm-hmm. And as golf would have it, what did I do? I hit it directly into the bushes three feet in front of me. And mm. on that exact moment, I was like, I am never doing that again. I was like, Rob, you are so dumb mm-hmm. for, for speaking that into existence. And it taught me immediately. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, where does that come from? There was an unconsciousness. And even yeah. though I was making a joke, I wasn't saying, Rob, don't hit it mm-hmm. here. I was like, oh man, wouldn't it be funny if and that is like that for everything that you do in life. Absolutely. And when you all of a sudden audit what's on TV, what's on social media, the conversations that people are having around you, all of a sudden you're like, holy smokes, Batman, mm-hmm. what is happening around me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is why on my door of my studio it says abracadabra, which is Aramaic for I create as I speak. And the reason I, I mean, people usually think abracadabra, but it's like, that's the history of it, the etymology or the primary theory anyway. And the reason I, I love that is because it's, I create as I speak and the, our speaking is the beginning of all of it. And if you look at like the history of language, it came from the mouth, not from the mind, right? Like people were singing and making sounds and then slowly they were representing things. And then like language came from the mouth. And then what happened is we created an external dialogue with our mouth and then that became an echo and we have internal dialogue that follows the mouth. And when I've done silent retreats, what I've noticed is the le- after I stop speaking, my mind gets quiet. And if I'll say something, then my mind follows that for a while and eventually it's quiets down. And so it, my experience is, is that, the, that the, our thinking follows our speaking. Yes, the listening to others too, but certainly our own speaking will like, boom, we say it and then we're going to think it, think it. So you can't say something without having an echo of thinking it. And you can't think something repeatedly without being it. And you can't be something without your behaviors and actions following it. And so when you speak, oh, I'm going to hit it in the bushes. Whether you think you're thinking it or not, you're thinking it. And if you're thinking it, you're being it. And if you're being it, you're going to do it. That's just why you hit it in the bushes. And it's like that with everything. So I want to make sure that I serve you here. I'm very thankful for your time. Mm. Uh, Once again, um, I wanted to thank you for all that you've done in my life because uh, you've helped me believe in myself more with the commitment that I am making towards the things that I'm learning from you. And there's a beautiful thing that happens when you can get someone to believe in themselves by you believing in them and what's possible. So I wanted Mm. to thank you for that. But um, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you would actually like to share in this can be sort of an open-ended blank canvas that I know I've shared things from my experience. Was there anything on your end that you said, this would be valuable or what's on my mind? Open-ended. I mean, there's an infinite number of things that could be that I could share with the people, but the thing that I'm most present to right now is what I'm sharing with people on a regular basis, which are like, I don't even know if you've ever seen it. I have like a training that I put up a free training online. It's about like 45 minutes. And it's like the five key insights around this stuff that we're talking about, like the key insights that'll shift your being, that'll shift your power, that'll shift the results that you get. Um, And like you said earlier, like the work is not just about money, but I happen to focus on money. I like money. I like what we can do with it. And and the program is, this is a a 45 minute training called being a client magnet. Now I know you know about like the the other thing by that same name, but this is a, a condensed training that just helps people to access the major principles in it. So if that's something we want to link and people can watch it, I think that would be great. What 100%. And I was actually going to give you the opportunity to have the call to action because I am part of your being a client magnet program. And mm-hmm. I can say 
Uh, it has been a life-changing experience. It is something mm. that uh, lives with me forever in my being. I've had paradigm shifts. There's just so much that um, I want to share. And I'm so joyful and so happy about <laughs> awesome. it. But let that just be my brief little testimonial of it in our work together. And we've gone from just a once a month Zoom type session to this deep work mm -hmm. that we're doing now. But mm -hmm. each step of the way, I've gotten so much value from you because I wanted to get the value from you. And I think that's mm. an important thing for other people that even when you listen to a podcast like this or watch this video, that you always have an opportunity to learn from others. And when you have this growth mm. mindset that says, wait a second, I can learn from this world. What are the possibilities of what mm -hmm. can come from this? Because just imagine what could happen if you reached out to JP or myself in any capacity, mm -hmm. just what possibility could that be? So uh, I want to yeah. give you the opportunity to say, where can people connect with you? Is there, is there anything that you want to share as a gift of a possibility for others? I mean, that's it. Like that, if people watch that training, it will give them a new way of seeing their life. It won't necessarily give them the new life because it takes practice, as you know, to bring this stuff to life, but it will let them see like the work that we're doing, what we're talking about behind the curtain, like the actual essence of it. Um, and I would love people to watch that. If everybody watches that, I'm happy. So I'll just give you a link and you can include it down below. Awesome. So we will put that in the show notes and where can everybody connect with you on social? Or what's the best way to be yeah. in conversation with you? Yeah. I mean, JP Morgan, Jr. Jr. is my, uh, everything social. Basically you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I guess that's the only place I really hang out YouTube as well. I have loads of videos on my YouTube channel. Uh, and if they're interested in, if they're a service entrepreneur or especially like a coach or consultant, I have a Facebook group as well. They can hang out when uh, coaches love and money collective, my two favorite things, love and money. And what I would say is if you enjoyed any part of this show or you were intrigued by it, or you were curious, just go and watch one or two YouTube videos because I'm mm. someone who likes to dig a little bit deeper. And I think for you, give yourself that permission to explore and see what can happen because that's the, the path that I went on. And mm. really this becomes about possibility of, huh, what could be, behind this YouTube video? And where if I go a little bit deeper? And what if I go to this Facebook group? Or what if I go and watch this video series? And quite frankly, um, I'm probably going to go back and watch the video series because Please do, yeah. there's going to be nuggets that I'm going to learn. But it is certainly the gift that keeps on giving. And uh, I want to hear from you. What are the things that stood out from you about this conversation? Is there anything that you're curious about that you would like to go deeper on, you can mm. hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. JP, thank you very much, my friend. Thank you, Rob. I'll, I love being with you and, and I'll see you soon.